Thank you for being here with us in the Bible Church, where we love the Lord over here. Do 
realize is that they're going to have to face a God one day. That it's not going to be like Reverend Pierce. He's going to be a judge. And he's going to give you what your sins deserve. But I thank God that we live in a time now where God has not dealt with us as our sins deserve. Members, I encourage you to know God for yourself. From that particular passage, I want to talk to you this morning just briefly about no other gods. No other gods. When you look at this word, gods, in this text, notice that the script is in lowercase, which identifies in biblical writing that this is not Yahweh. All right. This is not um, the God of gods. This right. is what is labeled as a God or a false God. Yes, and here he plainly says, Thou shall have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. God was explaining to Israel as they had departed Egypt that he was the one that had brought them up out of the land of Egypt. Being there some 400 years in Egyptian bondage. And you would think, after God gets you out of a 400 year dilemma, you wouldn't even desire to worship other gods. But if you keep reading the Bible, as you go through the Old Testament, you'll see there are places. Where the scripture would say how God freed Israel and the people rejoiced. But before the book is over, you would see what the Bible would say. And the people of God did that which was evil in the sight of God. And you know, uh, there's nothing hidden. From God. Is that right? Uh, it is my belief, my personal belief, that this world is in the shape it's in because God is not first in a person's life. Uh, it is evident in many people because. You worship God based on your relationship with Him. Amen. Now, when I say worship, don't get that confused with just coming in here. Some folks don't move at all. That's right. That don't mean they're not worshiping. Right. You coming here is a form of worship. Yeah. And I'm not minimizing the amen that we all got something to shout about. Right. But I'm just simply explaining we all not going to act the same. Somebody lifting their hands or singing alone, that, that's not just worship. Amen. But worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, right. and, and when you allow outside forces to interrupt your worship of God, uh -huh. it says something about your relationship with Folks, I think we need to be more concerned about our relationship with God. Amen. Folks concerned about their relationship, Amen. but they're more concerned about their earthly relationships right. than, I believe, heavenly relationships. Mm -hmm. Because there are many people 
that are in situations that do not please God. Amen. Uh, but they yet won't move. There are a lot of folk right in the church that do things that simply explain to the eye that they are not who they say they are. So for that reason, I come to encourage us this morning, amen, to have no other gods. But what we need to do is put God first in your life. Now, here's a question, and I really could go home after this question, but we're not. Who in here wants to be second? Amen. Come on, talk to me. Amen. If you had, if you had the barbecue, yeah. and you just saw that piece of meat on the grill you wanted, do you want to be second, third, fourth in line? No, you want to be first. Amen. It's because you want to point at that one piece of smoke side. That's just the right color for you. Yeah, you want to be fair. Yeah, if you got a husband or a wife or you're dating someone, and uh, you, you you don't want to be second. Every time you call her, I got to go take my cousin somewhere. No, that ain't going to last long. And you sisters know some of y'all get into it with our mama. I got to go take mud to the grocery. Mud can't dry. Come on, talk to me. You don't want to be sick. Amen. So, so it is now, it is a natural attribute for us yeah. not to want to be sick. Why? Because our father yeah, does not want to be sick. Yeah. But sisters and brothers, we need to make God first priority yes, sir. in our lives. Amen. When we're in trouble, money gets funny. We want God to come on right now, Jesus. Amen. Stop by here, Lord. Yeah. And do you know, do you not know that uh, life wouldn't be what it is if God did not have you on his mind? That's right. I asked a question one time years ago uh, to a member. I asked the question, what did God take and I left that it open because you know a lot of things will fit on that it right there. That's right. It ain't but two letters, but I can hang a whole lot on that. There you go. Amen. Huh? I can hang a whole lot on that. But what if God take it? Those things that you allow to get in the way of you and God's relationship, what if God move it? Oh, Rev, I would have been there, but my family came in from out of town. What, what if they crash? Yeah. Trying to get to you. Because you every time they come to town, you know, you got to take off from church. Yeah. What, what, what? See, see where I'm going with this here? Amen. Amen. So God says, yes, if you want me to consider you first, you need to consider me first. First, the text is small, but it speaks many words. I told you it's eight words, but it speaks a lot. The writer identified who he is talking to. Even though this letter or this book was written to the children of Israel, it is applicable to our lives. Sister and brother, we are God's children. Amen. Amen. And all of us are supposed to be obedient to our Father. Amen. 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 Then he explains what the command is. Right. He says, you, you tell you did, you rape, right. you should need them. And I call all y'all men, so keep me mad to do that, make my sermon longer. Put your name there. He said, you, that's what I'm talking to, you, you, anybody that's listening, he says, don't put other gods before me. Now, he 
prefaced this as little gods to make us see how important this is. He simply says it. He simply says, now, if you say that the Lord is the Lord of our life, the question is, why do many folk allow others or other things to lead them in their decision? If the Lord is the Lord of your life, then what happened? That thing has become a false God. Well, it leads you momentarily. And most of the time, it actually leads you right back to God. That's right. Because when your fake and fickle fake gods lead you and you fall, well, where do we fall? Amen. Right on our knees. Saying, Lord, help me pray. Yeah. Folks, I'm going to tell you, you start with God. Yeah. You can end with God. Yeah. And what I like about starting with God, even if my situation go bad, yeah. he gave me a promise in Romans 8, 38. Yeah. Romans 6, he says, now we know yeah. that all things work together for the good of them that love God and, and are called according to his purpose. So as long as I choose him, he said, don't worry about it, Peter. I know I allow that to happen. He said, but I'm going to work that for you good. Yes, yes, I'm going to mix that bad and that good together, and it's going to work out good. Yeah. So, so watch this. He says, we've got to make sure that we don't put anything before God, capital G. Yeah. And when we do that, it becomes a false God. Or an idol. Enemy said, Rev, I don't have no idol. Well, this is gonna be this is gonna help some of the I know football season just started. Talk about it me. may not even change, but I know that's some folk already made up their mind. They ain't going to the church. But they gotta cook for the game. But now let, let me tell you what I heard a little a little Caucasian uh, kid tell his brother. I was in Dirt Cheap and they meet down there. And this little fellow was all over the store. He would run through the buggy, come up through the top. He'd run back out the buggy. So, and his, his baby brother told him, and I could tell they were Pentecostal. That baby brother said, Son, lift me, brother. I'm going to pray that God give you visions of hell till you get heaven in your feet. <laughs> Lord, that person. To anybody that put the word before the Lord. Hear my proclamation. I pray the Lord give you visions of hell. Amen. Until heaven gets in your view. Brother and sister, time is winding up. And guess what? It's not just winding up for you. One thing I know. I ain't scared of none of y'all. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And I don't know if the next fellow you get gonna tell you the truth like me. And I don't know how long I have to be here to tell you the truth. So every time I stand, I'm trying to tell you something that's gonna make you better. I know it may make you better. It's like 360s. Going down, it's rough. But you let it get in there and work a little while. You can get back to playing ball. You can get back to going. Listen, he, 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 here's the kicker. This is why it's so dangerous. Putting stuff before God. Yeah. If you keep reading this passage, you'll see what God says. I am the Lord thy God. All right. He said, I am yes, a jealous God. Did y'all hear me? Amen. Now, if you go fast forward, and you run over uh, uh, and look, my brothers and sisters, at Calvary Cross. Y'all remember Calvary, don't you? Y'all know I'm helping the clothes with that part. Uh, at Calvary, where Jesus took on our sins, he took on our suffering. Where we should have been suffering, he suffered. Remember, he bled at Calvary? Listen, he has a right. 
to feel how you feel. You ever went all out your way for somebody? And they did. They, they, they still messed up what you hooked up for? You have a right to feel the way you feel. Yeah. Cause you, and that's what Jesus did. He went out his way for us. So when we don't do right, he have a right to feel how you feel. So look, here's the dangers. Here's the danger. Because he have a right to feel how he feels and say he's jealous because he put so much work in us. Right? So now watch this. One of the problems with putting anything and anybody before the law. Huh? Listen to me now. The law's business is that when we place in our lives stuff or people, we actually put that individual or that thing in danger. So let's just say you stay home to watch TV. If the TV blow up in the room and kill everybody in there who stayed home, don't be mad. You put the TV before God. And that's what happened. God, I'm going to wait. Got a little family in me going on. I'm going to wait. Everybody hear this. Yeah. So, so, so that's what happened. God said, you put that, I can wait on somebody's phone to blow up in their head in church. Because <laughs> you come to church get on the phone. You could have done that at home. Y'all talk to me. I know it's a little rough this morning. But I done holler at y'all three weeks. Y'all still have some holidays still. Some of y'all ain't been here a couple Sunday. I need to holler and talk. Somebody say he on it this morning. I sure on it. Now watch this. Think about it. You stay home from doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing for, for God. All right. You and your baby. The job side, you can go by the mall. Mm -hmm. And they go poking, see Ray Ray at the mall. Mm -hmm. And they got into it last night. And he go there and shoot the mall up and hit the baby. You know why the baby got killed? Because you had the baby at the mall instead of at church. Pray with all be ready. Yes, sir. God says, stop putting stuff before me. Now let's look at God, Christianity, and worship in reference to time. Let's just be honest about it. Let's do a little breakdown. Let's just look at this church, the members who go in. Your obligation in reference to time is one hour Wednesday and maybe an hour and a half to two on Sunday. So let's just say that's three solid hours a week. All right? And some of y'all take that. We ain't putting God first. Amen. Let me just throw this out there in the public because I might help some other pastor with this. What you doing on your Bible study like that's so important you can't be at Bible study? Amen. I can tell what you ain't doing. All right. You're not building your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Why, Pastor? Why you say that? I could be reading at home. Yeah, are you? Right. Now answer that out loud. Folk time winding up. I ain't got time to be praying no more. If you're going to grow, you got to get fertilized. Amen. And listen, I refuse to work and work y'all and build a church and go over there with the same old foolishness happening in the church. We might as well stay here. Talk to them if you can now. We want God to bless us. And listen, I think we all can admit God doing his part. Amen. He brought us through all that we've been through. Yeah. Look what we at. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
it's time that we come together as a church and do better by God. But it'll never happen if we don't put God first. But Pastor, you don't know what all I'm going through. I know why you're going through it. Because you put it before God. Magnify him and it or disappear. The ten plagues of Egypt. Y'all remember the ten plagues? Fraud, flies, the bloody river. You know, all the firstborn. See, I'm talking about that. But that is, I'm, I'm telling you stuff. This is the first time it happened. Because, because Pharaoh wouldn't do what the Lord said. Pharaoh said, who is God? That I should obey him. God said, let me show you. God said out of the creek that if he didn't let Israel go, he was going to kill all the firstborn. Pharaoh said, do what you got to do, partner. God say, I believe I will. I believe I will. And guess who died? Yep. Started at Pharaoh's house. Yes. His son died. And he had no one to assume the throne as Pharaoh. God ain't playing with us, folks. Amen. We better quit playing with God. So, 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 so. Action. Speak loud. Well, you ain't got to come up and say, Pastor, I'm gonna do better. No, 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 no. Show me. Because see, telling me that is, is, is like what's going on now in the world. People, lip service does not match their hip service. Mm. If you said with your mouth that he is your Lord and the Lord of your life, there ought to be things that you will or will not do. Folks, it's just some stuff I ain't going to do. I lay my life down before I do certain things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I lay it down before I, I, I refuse to do some things. Because I love God and I'll die standing on what I believe. Amen. Can't just be talking about this stuff. Right. We have to be living it. Why? Because we are called to be examples. Yeah. Folk are watching you. You know that? Oh, yeah. When I come out of dialysis yesterday, I saw Kiki was driving the van. Wow. And I'm speaking to Kiki, and them babies in back there telling them, Mom, they go around pigs. Yeah. And see, they recognize me. Why? Because they've seen it before. That's right. And folk watching you. Question is, what do they see you doing? Oh, yeah. And what do they, what do they say Amen. about what they see you doing? Mm -hmm. That's a song TJ played this morning. Y'all missed it. In the quartet world. And I just can't believe that some quartet group made this song mm -hmm. that condemns them so much. Because mm -hmm. see, I know a lot of them quartet boys. Mm -hmm. It talks about how you go in the hell. Man, why would you even say something like that, living like you living? Mm -hmm. Now ask my own son, man, how can you shout to that? And you know you ain't living right. right. Yes, Y'all ought to help me. The truth is the truth. I don't care who it is. All right. Amen. All right, if, it's saying, if it's God sending you a message like that, man, you need to... Out, listen, listen. Yes, if somebody say, I smell something. And you and that person are the person around. <laughs> if you don't check yourself, you ain't on. So, man, I smell something. I'll be like, trying to see if it's in my bread. I'm sneaking up on my shirt. Make sure it ain't me. Y'all ought to help me in this house. <laughs> Yeah. So now hear a song like that about living right. If you ain't living right, if you ain't accepting God, you and your you and I start looking at me. But too many times we start looking out instead of looking in. You got to look in you. Because can I tell you something? 
when the Lord wraps the gavel, wraps the beamer, he gonna be checking to see who and what you, you put before him. Amen. And God gonna deal with you accordingly. Amen. Now watch this. God will never lead you away from church. God will never, ever, never, ever. Did y'all hear me? God will never lead you to stay home. Listen, even I get challenged about staying home. But I have to, I have to ask myself, where is that spirit coming from? I'm going to tell you, next time you get challenged about staying and not going when it comes to God, Amen. all you got to do is think about all the other places you went. That's right. uh -huh. Why that spirit didn't urge you not to go there? It didn't urge you not to go to the strip club. It didn't urge you not to go to the party. It didn't urge you not to go to the drop like the hot party. It didn't urge you not to go to the let it all hang out. Okay. Or the hole in the wall, or the hole outside the wall, or the group of four or whatever the name of me is. No, why is it always urging you to stay away from God? Sister, brother, even the devil knows that that's power. Fighting your way to get to God. But, Satan does. Yeah. So he says, man, you just went last Sunday. And that's what most people say. That is. You were right. That is. That is. Yeah, I'm here to Yes, sir. What though? How long have I been up? Somebody tell me. <laughs> I got a little more. I got a little more high from. I don't have much more messages. <sighs> Listen, God will never lead you to neglect your church. Now, let me just do a little, a little house cleaning right quick. Because this has happened. Don't ever call me and ask me, can you go somewhere else for 9 o'clock Sunday morning? Don't Man, that ticks, I can't say the other word, you know, but that ticks me off. But maybe you just don't know no better. So I'm teaching you now. If your church is there Sunday morning, why would you want to leave your church to go somewhere else? And if you decide to go, I'm just saying don't call me back me. I can say my feelings. Because I love seeing you here. You gonna leave me for a momentary fling? That's not loyal. When you say you love, and all y'all get this, I'm still in the book now. When you say you love, hear me when I tell you this. When you say that, it does not mean the same thing. When others say it. Because everyone has their That's right. definition of what love really is. See, you may love me to an extent. You see, you may love me to where you'll give me half. But when I say I love, I mean I give it all. If I ever tell you I love you, that means I give it all. And I lay my life down for you. Yeah, I, I take the bullet so you won't have to. Because that's what my daddy did. Yeah. Do y'all hear me? Yes, sir. So now watch this. Go to Matthew 6, 21. Let's see, can I get y'all on out here? Still might have a chance to get out of here. Might. Well, somebody got 
Y'all help me read. Now watch this. Because I don't want to make this a money sign. This is not money. So now he used the word treasure, which is normally money. Right? But let's expand that. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be. He says, what you value, that's what you invest yourself in. Thing that you value. Yes, that's what you invest yourself in. Jesus speaks here concerning man's heart and money. Watch. He says, wherever you invest, that's what you love the most. Now ask yourself, how much have I invested? How much time have I invested? How much learning of the Lord I've invested? How much money have I invested? How much labor have I invested? How much work of the Lord have I invested? See, these questions that people don't want to ask themselves because when you look at it a lot of times the results is and, 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 and here's a question now this may defend some of y'all but it may not because there are times when people are kind of stand, standoffish mm -hmm. and, and they don't get asked to do certain things mm -hmm. but at the same time if that's not your character you got to have an Isaiah, an Elijah spirit. Lord, what will you have me do? If nobody asks you to do nothing, because when Jesus was hiring those men to go work in the vineyard, the question was that, why y'all not working? And the men said to say, because nobody had never asked us to. So if nobody ever asked you to do nothing, and you want to do something, you ought to be saying, Lord, what can I do? Pastor, what can I do? To be a help to the body of Christ. Because it is where we invest. God said that's where our heart is at. And it's not just money. What do you put your time in? What do you put your labor? Then he shows us ourselves. The Lord. Versus. Working on us. How much do we invest. In the work of the Lord. Versus how much do we invest in ourselves? Well, so we have to ask these questions to arrive at a good solid answer. Now, before you just start counting dollars and cents, look at your time spent. For the Lord, look at your talent used for the Lord. This won't mean nothing if you look at it and laugh. One of the worst kind of people in the world is the one who will lie to themselves and believe that lie. I did something yesterday. I lied to myself. I lied to myself the other day. Pot of more peanuts seeds, about that tall, and I had about half full, and I walked there like man. I grabbed, come in, put it on, put it over, dumped it out. About six o'clock that evening, I ain't got it no more. Time will show you. You're not who you say you are. Life for sure. And I'm just to give you a physical example of what not a folk do spirit. If you don't tell yourself the truth, right. you'll try to operate in a lie and you ain't doing nothing but hurt yourself. Right. Now, so he says this. Don't look at it like that. He said, but look at it honestly. Mm -hmm. 
eyes can see, uh, you look at your life honestly, you can see there's always room for improvement. Alright, we almost out. Here's how, here's how you get to the point in your life that you're serious about God and you don't put things or people before God. Alright? Like I might need to see the chart. Here, here's what he says. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now that alone speaks to power. Because when it's all over, what do you want to be? Somebody tell me. In heaven, right? So doesn't it make sense to be seeking how to get there? What it takes. What I need to do to get there. Because in doing that, in doing that, if you keep reading that scripture, Matthew 6, 32, let me show you how it comes together. Somebody get it. Somebody get it. I'm, I'm almost done. Well, I can quote, but I'm trying to read first uh -huh. the kingdom of God. All right, now watch what happened. And his righteousness. And what happened? And all these things shall be added unto him. Now watch this. Everybody look up here. First part of the scripture says, do what? See, Together. See who? Seek you first. What? The kingdom of God. And his what? And look what he said. Once you get that, all the stuff you've been running that way to try to find, the Lord said, no, I'll add it to you. You ain't got to find it. He said, you find the kingdom and his righteousness. He said, all that stuff you've been trying to get, run out to pay for a borrow, you understand, break, scrape, and, and rob fee to pay for all that. He said, I'll add it to you. Yeah. But a lot of times we can't get nothing because we won't treat God right. That's right. And I told Dick years ago, he said, Pastor, I don't see how you do. Folk won't treat you right. I said, Dick, they didn't treat Jesus right. You expect me to get treated better than Jesus? Mm -hmm. I don't expect folks treating me right. And that's why when those do treat me right, I say thank you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, now nah, add to you. Now no, no, watch this. Here's the problem. When folks can see what they receive it's not hard for them to get. Let me give an example of that. Now I pick on the ladies so much. But if a man know he finna get a dollar fishing rod. You know what I'm saying that y'all ain't know what that is, most of y'all. It's a top line fishing rod. And uh maybe two, three hundred dollars, some of them. Uh, he know he finna get that. He don't mind taking that credit card slide. He don't mind that because he know what he getting. Right. Same thing with, with uh, a Brahma or Dooneyberg, Michael's, where we all went now. You don't mind sliding that money over there because you know what you see what you getting out the deal. That wig, you see what you get. So it's not hard to do that. But with God, we operate on the promises. God said, serve me and I'll take care of you. But since we don't know what God going to do, we can't see what God going to do. Amen. Uh, it's kind of hard for us to turn things loose. Kind of hard for us to put our trust in. But God has promises that he's waiting to give us. Amen. Amen. But if we would just constantly keep our focus on Calvary. And all that Jesus has done to secure.
secure our salvation. All right. You do know a man's son died for yeah. you. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We would and could walk a little closer yeah. with our Savior. Yeah. Not only with the Savior, but with the Savior's word and the Savior's will. Amen. Y'all don't believe it. I got a note there say no who. <laughs> Folks, listen. As your pastor, my ultimate goal for you is that God, with his word, position your heart to receive all that he has for you. But the truth is, you're not waiting on God to give you some stuff. God waiting on you to get rid of some stuff. Waiting on you to get rid of some lying. Waiting on you to get rid of some cheating. Waiting on you to get rid of some, some, some midnight tipping and sleeping. But don't you think for one second nobody don't know your business. We live in a time now, everywhere you go, somebody knows you. Everywhere. We were waiting in Texas, I think. And uh, sit down at a, no, he's in Biloxi. Sit down at a table and the lady said, Hey, real pig. Wow. They from King. Everywhere you go, somebody know you. Everywhere you go, you are supposed to be a witness for the Lord. And listen, I say this again. If you're not a witness for the Lord, take this sign down. Wear your shirt and say, Go on out of business for God. see you turned up Friday and Saturday and then you expect them to believe you no Christian child of God on Sunday morning because you put your suit on. It don't work like that y'all. And we're not going to win people because what they say wait a minute I might rather well keep doing what I'm doing and my life's still bad. But we want to represent God we don't want to put no other God before our God. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Lord, my prayer is have mercy upon us. Thank you for sparing all of our lives. But none of us can draw a stone. For Lord, we all guilty before you. Yeah. But we come asking you, Lord, to continue to have mercy upon us. Lord, we need your hand upon our lives. But Lord, what are you in the shame? Help us to be what you would have us to be. And who we say we are. That we can have the power that we need to win the world and not wound the world. Lord, let it be so. Remember your servant, Lord. Keep me humble and ever before you, Lord, because I need you. Bless our staff here at the church. That we will represent you well. Look on all of our members as they go to and fro. Lord, you know everything they suffer. You know every struggle they have. I'm asking you, Father, strengthen them when they're weak. Build them up. But life has torn them down. Lord, it's in the mighty name of Jesus, your servant, and you Thank you for it all. In Jesus' name. Yeah, God, thank you.
don't hear it, destruction follows. I'm not praying that you will hear the Lord while the blood runs warm in your veins. Some of you have gotten away with so much God have not touched you. But that don't mean you got Amen. There'll be nothing else. Let us stand.